following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me savior! From the DraftKings Studios on the Virginia side of the Potomac, welcome to the Bob Matthews Podcast, everybody. Brought to you, as always, by our good friends at DraftKings. And in just a few minutes, we're going to tell you how you can get $100 in free play now that, thank God, the hockey season is upon us. Capitals in New Jersey last night. <laughs> Don't know if you had a chance to watch that one, but I swear I think there was a camera pointed at the Jumbotron there in New Jersey uh, for the live feed. It was it was definitely something. We're going to hear from head coach Peter Laviolette, Connor McMichael, and Carl Haglin here in just a couple of minutes. Caps dropped the game 4-1. to one. Really kind of misleading, though. A lot of prospects playing last night. But there is, um, there is some conversations we got to have about some prospects because if you remember uh, last week, our good friend Richard Blosser, who hosts the Grin and Barrett podcast in Hershey about the Hershey Bears, Capitals' top franchise, said, hey, look, don't take the cake out of the oven before it's baked. We were talking about Connor McMichael and Hendrix LaPierre. Don't bring them up this year because they're just not ready for it yet. Let them stay down in the minors and let them get that year that they need. Well, they may be ready a lot sooner than we thought. Let's dive into that right now. Nicholas Backstrom's hip is continuing to bother him. He still hasn't, as far as we know, skated with the team. Uh, he's still rehabbing offsite somewhere. And that's left a big opening for both Connor McMichael and Hendricks LaPierre. And they have both made the most of that time. LaPierre's had four assists in two games. And last night, McMichael scored his first game in a capital sweater. Granted, it was in the preseason, but still... That's what you wanted to see from him. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what happens here once um, once the season starts if Backstrom can't go. Uh, I have a feeling that every day that goes by and every game that goes by, there is a uh, there's a bigger chance that one of these two guys are going to find themselves on the on the opening day roster now granted the minute that Nicholas Backstrom is ready to go well either one will be going back to Hershey but if Backstrom's not ready first game of the season I think one of these guys is going to stick neither one of them has seemed like they were too big for the moment they've both skated really really well and I got a feeling that, again, if Backy's not ready, one of those guys is going to be in the lineup, I would imagine, as the third-line center. You move Kuznetsov up, up to the first line. Uh, you move Lars Eller up to the second line. 
Something else to look at, they cut Michael Scarabosa with the intention, if he clears waivers, of sending him down to Hershey. If that happens, I mean, there's nothing to saying they can't bring him back, but that would not be the way I think they would go. I mean, that he maybe cleared the way for one of these guys to step in if Backstrom's not ready to go on opening night, which is less than two weeks away now. As of right now, as we're recording this, it looks like there are three guys on the roster um, that conceivably would take Backstrom's place if he's not ready to go again for opening night, and that is LaPierre, McMichael, and Garrett Pilon. Um, all three, obviously, well, two of them in Hershey, and then uh, LaPierre, you would assume, is going to be in the juniors again this year. But who knows? At this rate, these guys are showing they belong. It'll be interesting to see what happens. All right, let's uh, get to some of the sound from last night first. We got to start with Connor McMichael. Let's start with the obvious. Connor, tell us about that first goal. Uh, it kind of took a weird bounce off the boards, and it kind of came right to me. So uh, I looked up, had some space, and decided uh, to pick the far side, and um, I was thankful I went in. Uh, I think our line was generating some opportunities uh, even before that chance, and Spronger made a nice play over to me, and uh, I was trying to raise the puck over the blocker, but uh, he made a pretty nice save. Indeed he did. So that is goal number one for Connor McMichael. Peter Laviolette, not very happy with the job overall, just said the guys didn't really seem to have it last night. Well, the first period was, wasn't was good. It was like uh, like we were carrying the plane around with us out on the ice. We were too slow, and uh, we weren't sharp. I thought in the second period, after they scored that goal early in the second, I thought we really did a good job in the second period, and you know, our guys got going and, and played hard, but... You know, you're behind the eight ball, two nothing. Fought back and make it two one, and you know they they catch a power play goal in the third. But after the first, I thought we competed better, um, but it was just too slow in the first. And, and there were some turnovers there. You're right, but I thought in the second period, we got in on the forecheck, we kept in the offensive zone and stayed down and in, inside there and and got working a little bit and started to generate some chances and stopped playing so much in our end. So um, the guys did push in the second and the third period. One injury of note, and that was Martin Ferivari, who had to leave the game. He is being counted on probably to get some significant time on the blue line this year. Here's Lavi on Ferivari's injury. No, not at this point. I mean, I just got off the ice. Obviously, you know, he left and he was banged up a little bit. So I think um, we'll evaluate everything when we get back home. And, and finally, we got to hear from Carl Haglund. Making his first appearance of the preseason, Hag saying, "Good to get back on the ice after the summer layoff." Yeah, I mean, uh, first game is always a little off. You know, feel it's you're trying to find your way, trying to get the legs going, uh, and then today it was felt more like a real game. Now you're starting to come back to old habits, habits in terms of you know playing playing the game the right way. So uh, that was a good step forward, I think. Caps have two more home games, or two more games, rather, in the exhibition season. Uh, they are in Boston tomorrow night to play the Bruins, and then home on Friday night against the Philadelphia Flyers. And then they are off until Wednesday, October 13th. Regular season gets started. It is here with a game against the Rangers. When we come back, shift gears, talk a little football, going out to Ashburn, and talk with Nikki Jabvala about the fallout from yesterday's bombshell news about head trainer Ryan Vermillion 
and where the burgundy and gold goes to fill some holes now that the injury bug has started to bite. That's next right here on the Bob Matthews Podcast, only on the Hockey Podcast Network. Boys and girls, hockey is back. And DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can be ju- can bet just $1, rather, on any hockey game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper, a deft deflection, however they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, don't worry, because DraftKings isn't going to leave you empty-handed. You can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Fantasy Sports Contest. Now, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. They're giving you a free play. That's what this is. You know how the casinos will send you those free play offers? Same thing that DraftKings is doing. Here's the deal. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Put a dollar bet on any hockey game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal this week, one puck in the nets means you win big with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Washington football team insider Nikki Javala of the Washington Post joins us. Nikki, thanks as always. Never an off day on the beat, is there? Never, especially with this team. <laughs> Big time. Every time I think they've kind of hit the ceiling and they can't top themselves anymore, I'll be damned if they actually go out and top themselves. I mean, what was it? What was it like up there yesterday when this news broke? I guess about 1:30 in the afternoon. Um, I, you know, it's just kind of a scramble to confirm. I mean, we had heard rumblings of this a while back and it's kind of been brewing for a while. Um, so it's, you know, it wasn't a, a, a huge shock to be honest, just given what we knew, but, um, you know, it is. It is significant when the federal government gets involved in anything. I'll just say, especially when it's football related or, you know, with the football team. Yeah. Well, it's, it's never normal to have the DEA show up at at your office. I mean, that's just, that's not something everybody experiences. Correct. Correct. So what, what is the latest now? Give a, have we learned anything new today at all? Um, that we can share. Not, not that we've reported. Um, you know, the latest is is much of you know w- what we learned yesterday that um, you know on Friday, DEA agents and um, the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office um, executed search warrants on Ryan Vermillion's home and the team's Ashburn training facility. Um, Vermillion is is a team's director of medicine, head athletic trainer. He was hired here um to ron staff after working with him in nine seasons in, in carolina um we still don't we haven't reported um you know the details of the investigation and and his involvement so there there is some um some context kind of missing um but you know that's it's very tight-lipped um with the feds involved yeah so um yeah it's it's kind of 
unfolding as we speak. It's ongoing. Do do we know have uh, has have the U.S. Attorney's Office or the DEA or anybody have they did they seal all of the affidavits for search warrants and returns after they executed all that? I mean, have we learned anything yeah. from the public records? Yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's all tight. Yeah. <laughs> so as, <laughs> as it normally is with the feds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you think this affects um, Ron Rivera, the perception of the organization? You know, he talked about wanting to change the culture uh, when he came in. They seem to be making strides towards it. And now this comes up. I mean, does, does Rivera take any kind of a public relations hit on this at all? Um, I, I think it's too early to tell at this point. I mean, certainly, um, you know, you, you, I'm sure that question has perhaps come up for some people, you know, he was hired to come in and kind of clean up all that was wrong. And one of the people he brought in has, um, you know, is now being investigated by the feds. There's only so many ways to look at that, but depending on, you know, the outcome of this case and, and what, you know, the more we learn in the ensuing days, weeks, months, whatever, um, you know, it, it, it could be, nothing you know he may never be charged we just don't know at that point i think it's too early to decide that um because there's so many unanswered questions still but um yeah it, it's never a good look when the feds are involved i mean that's i i don't know how you can dispute that <laughs> <laughs> no that's for sure and I, and i appreciate the fact that i mean you know again you are you are a reporter you are paid to report facts not give opinions so i know that i appreciate the fact that there's only so much you can say because there's only so much that can be confirmed and therefore reported in this case so i mean it's 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 just bizarre isn't it yeah, it's not one you see every day, um, certainly. Um, but then again, you think about, you know, just even what's happened just in the last year and a half, two years with this team, I guess nothing should come out of surprise. And, you know, honestly, just in covering the NFL for the last, what, seven, eight years, I, I learned pretty quickly that you can never be surprised by anything, um, you know, on the field, off the field, whatever. So, good point. Um, you know, this is, yeah, it's, it's, it's strange. It's concerning. Um, but you know, there's, you, you think about what the NFL is ultimately is a, is a multi-billion dollar business. So you're going to get a lot of things that aren't necessarily about football, um, because the, the business is so big and there are so many people involved that, you know, inevitably there's going to be some things, but this is definitely, um, a bit unusual. Yeah, without a doubt. Do we expect any other news on this to come out anytime soon? I mean, are there things that possibly could break on it later in the week or because a lot of times with federal investigations, even after, you know, you see a raid or something like that, it's I mean, it, it literally is months in some cases before you actually yeah. see a search warrant or anything. Do we expect um, anything else to drop on this in the next few days or weeks? Uh, possibly. That's really all I could say about that. <laughs> understood. No, uh, no, understood completely. Hey, yeah. look, you got you have you got a job to do. I've, I have been in that situation before. I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. Uh, so we will wait on on bated breath for that because I have a feeling that you and the rest of the great journalists at the Post are probably busy digging as we speak. So we will we will wait wait to read it in the morning edition, as they say. Um, 
let, let's go ahead and uh, talk a little football right before we come on the air. I noticed you tweeted out, uh, the, uh, the, listen to me, the football team has uh, signed themselves a kicker to uh, the practice squad, and you literally can't make this up when it, when it comes to his name. His name's Chris Blewett. Please tell me he pronounces it differently. I don't believe he does. I think oh, it's great. pronounced Blewett. Um, I mean, there's only so many ways to pronounce a B-L-E-W-I-T-T. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's an unfortunate name <laughs> given his profession, um, but hopefully he doesn't blow it. Um, yeah, so it, it, Ron had said earlier today on, on 106.7 that he, um, you know, he still has confidence in Dustin Hopkins, but at the same time, we'll take a look at other kickers. And, you know, they brought in other kickers to the practice squad in the past and, you know, the last one at Panero lasted, I think, maybe a week. Um, and then he was he was let go with an injury settlement. So um, it's competition. It is still the practice squad. So, um, you know, it we'll see. Um, but I, I think they have to at this point. I mean, you know, Dustin has had a number of misses, but when you miss two extra point attempts, that those should be, you know, like free throws. Those should be automatic. Um, right. You know, so it, it's it's becoming i mean ron says you know it's not a problem till it becomes a problem i honestly don't know what that means i've i've thought about that over and over i'm like i have no idea what that saying means but i would think after two missed extra points it is a problem yeah considering the fact that were it not for taylor heineke's late game heroics those two points would have been the difference between overtime and and a loss and there's exactly no other, no other way you can look at it. How about the injury front? Um, Brandon Sheriff gone for at least a couple of weeks. Logan Thomas week to week. Um, uh, Corey McTire is out for the year. John Bostic out for the year. They're starting to mount up here. How big of a, of a problem do you think it's going to be with John Bostic being gone, especially linebacker play wasn't good beforehand. And he was, you know, the starting Mike. Now you don't have him at all. Yeah, no, it's not ideal, um, you know, and I've, I've thought it's kind of fascinating with this team that the head coach is a former linebacker, the defensive coordinator is a former linebacker, the linebacker's coach is a Super Bowl winning linebacker, and they've struggled to find linebackers. Um, it's a real problem. I, I mean, you got Jamin Davis, who you hope can develop into that mic position, but he's a ways away still. Um, and Cole Holcomb flashes, isn't that consistent, but you know, he has the athleticism and hopefully he can, um, he can oftentimes, um, make up for some of his mistakes within a play. Um, but they don't have much depth, So yeah, they're elevating, um, Jordan. I'm not going to even try to pronounce his last name, Understood. um, <laughs> but you know, they are going to look at, um, some other guys as well, maybe bring in a veteran, you know, I know Michael Kendrick's name has been thrown out. There are others out there that they could, they could look at. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lengthy tryout workout list um, in the coming days. So yeah, they need help there. I mean, the, the middle of the field has been a problem for them for, you know, since the start of last season, the secondary is an especially huge problem now. And um, you know, you hope St. Juice is, is able to come back this week and, Unfortunately, Tori McTire um, is down on IR now after tearing his ACL. So um, Danny Johnson returns, gets another chance. Um, but we'll see. I mean, they got so many issues on defense. It's 
I mean, e- even just thinking about cornerback depth, that's honestly the least of their concerns. I would think right now it's it's the play of their starters that are the real issue. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Any, anybody it's, saying it? Does anybody is anybody saying anything either on or off the record specifically what the problem is? I mean, we hear about scheme and we hear about everybody's got to do their job and not freelance. I mean, can you pinpoint one area and say, yeah, it's it's these guys that need to pick up their game or it's those guys that need to pick up their game? Or is it just an embarrassment of, of you know, different missed assignments depending on the play? Well, I, I, I think it's that. Um, I think in the last game, you know, so many of the issues were on the back end with the secondary, you know, guys with leverages were wrong. I mean, there was that play where Bobby McCain – um, bid on a dig route by Kyle Pitts and ended up letting, um, you know, Corderell Patterson just waltz into the end zone. Like he gave up the whole half of the field back there. So um, just silly mistakes of knowing where you need to be, knowing your assignment, communicating on the field, um, you know, knowing what your adjustments are in a play. I mean, that's one thing about Del Rio's defense is it's, it's simple on its face, but there are so many adjustments for each play. You got to be aware what you're supposed to do if this, and then you got to know what your teammates are going to be doing if a certain scenario happens. So, you know, there are multiple plays built in one, and that's like that with many defenses. But you know, Jacks can get sort of complex, especially for linebacker and the secondary. So they they got to be on their p's and q's, and um, they're just not in sync at all um you know the the new players are not in sync the line which you know they played together all last season they're not in sync they were a little bit more last year uh last game I thought you could at least pinpoint a few coordinated rush games but on the whole they're just you know it's it's one mistake that can you know make everything come unraveled so and and unlike with with the offense uh it doesn't sound like there's a way to simplify the defensive scheme. I mean, if you've got a rookie quarterback or something like that, you can cut the playbook down. You can only do the things that he's comfortable doing. You can't really do that on defense. Can you? You can to some degree, you can play more man, but I don't think they have the personnel to do that. So, you know, they, I thought they were going to play more man and and bring when they brought in William Jackson, but so far they haven't really, Um, you know, and a lot of the guys back there, like, Kendall Fuller hasn't been great in man coverage. A few times he's been, he's been in it. He's gotten toasted. So um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's problematic for sure. Um, I, I think the bigger concern to me is, you know, most teams play primarily a nickel anymore and, and they're, you know, one of their most important sub packages is that Buffalo nickel, which is really there's three safety set with Cam Curl on the field. And that's been one of their first performing groups, you know, right. like, um, so they got a lot to figure out and not a lot of time to do it. I mean, the Saints offense hasn't been the Drew Brees Saints offense, but it's, it's their Saints are still pretty good, you know, despite losing to the giants in overtime, um, and, and things don't get any easier if they can't, if uh, Washington doesn't get a win this weekend, now they're staring down the gun of Kansas city, Tampa Bay, green right. Bay and, and, and Denver coming up. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's only going to get harder from here. All right, Nikki Javala of the Washington Post, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Go follow her on Twitter. Get a subscription to the Post. 
they deliver around here and you get it online as well. Um, we will be waiting with bated breath. I am sure there is more to drop on the Brian Vermillion front very, very soon. And I know that the post will have it covered like a blanket. So Nikki, as always, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Of course. Take care. That's going to do it for us. We shall wait to see what happens. Uh, football team back on the field tomorrow, and the Capitals back on the ice. It's going to be a busy day. Make sure you enjoy it. We'll talk to you again next time. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, you wear white. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of will and taste. I've been around for a long, long year. Stole many a man's soul to play. I was around when Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt and pain. Me damn sure the pilot washed his hands and sealed his face. Pleased to meet you.
Lucifer. 